0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Gail Morgan welcoming you to the Libertarian Counterpoint's Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. You've heard their point, now listen to the counterpoint. Welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty. We are coming at you on October 13th, 2021. It's a month of Halloween, but also not just scary because of that, it's scary because of who we have in the White House. (laughs) Aside from that, let me introduce you to our panel. Um, in our upper left-hand corner, we have Leon Ward brathwaite last word in liberty. He is a retired engineer in the state of California. In our upper right-hand corner, we have our screaming eagle of freedom is back, Tim Everett. and uh, he's been out with some health concerns, uh, and but uh, but he's back now, so we're certainly appreciative of that. Um, he is a pilot in the state of California. My name is Jason McBean. I'll be your host today. Uh, Tim, did you want to say anything to the audience? Been uh, about
1: well,
2: yeah, I'm, I'm not screaming as loud as I usually am uh, because uh, yeah, I came out of a, a 33-day uh, vacation in the hospital with um, severe COVID. And, uh, and I'm still on oxygen at home here after a week and a half. But it's uh, slowly dwindling, the the oxygen that is, to where uh, eventually I I won't need it. But uh, you know, and I'm doing my exercises to regain my 15 pounds of lost muscle uh, from Mm -hmm. atrophy, just laying in bed for 33 days. Uh, Mm -hmm. It'll do that to you. And so I would not recommend, uh, you know, this uh, this little vacation. Uh, to anyone, if you can avoid it, and I think you can. But uh, you know, all that notwithstanding, that's a controversial issue, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. The avoidance, <laughs> the avoidance of COVID strategy—that's yes, controversial. Yes.
1: Yes. As
2: is everything in in today's uh, social social network. You yeah. know, it's just uh, everything's controversial, uh, even germ theory. <laughs> and whether or not the earth is is round after uh you know Copernicus and uh, Galileo went through all that trouble way back when anyway here we are still cashing these these issues out and mm-hmm. so uh yeah i'm uh happy that the guys were able to to press on without me and um happy to be back in what limited capacity i can muster here. But I do have a mute button that I'm going to use right now.
0: (laughs) Well, Tim, we're we're definitely glad to have you back. And uh, I I figured, if nothing else, the craziness of what's going on in this administration would get you kicking up in no time to (laughs) get you enough fit to return.
2: (laughs) Anyway, I I try not to pay too much attention to it, to be honest. (laughs) And I, I kind of had my hands full with my own issues, you know, like keeping my numbers up and watching my my um, uh, blood oxygen level uh, with my little little device, little handy device here. Anyway, that's my new life for the time being, and I hope it to be as short
0: as possible. Not thanks, not, not thanks your for... life, just just this period of time. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, yes, yes, right. <laughs> yeah, my my
2: my life was <laughs> already endangered more than once <laughs> when I was there in the hospital. So wow. luckily I survived. I I did not get intubated, uh thankfully. Uh probably wouldn't be here. But uh well, you never know. People survive. It's not like this is a death sentence, but yeah. It's not good. Not good. But you know, I avoided it.
1: Tim, tim is really good it's really good to have you back i mean i i have a brother who went through a very similar experience to you i mean it was like being on death's door kind of thing honestly in my brother's case and um uh, but he survived and um like you he lost a lot of muscle and while he was there he was hospitalized for almost a month but um he made it through and i'm i'm glad to see you healing and recovering I'm very happy. I'm very happy about this. So welcome back. Thank,
2: thank you, Leon. Yeah, it's uh, if suffocation is uh, su- something you enjoy, uh, it's it's a great experience because suffocation <laughs> is pretty much uh, what you're what you're facing, uh, or at least the feeling. <coughs> um, especially when you have to, you know, use the toilet, whatever the toilet may be. It could be a urinal. Could be a uh, what you call it next no, toilet right next to you uh so uh those are the things that really take your oxygen away and uh they they wear you down let me tell you and, and give you that feeling that your body is trying to kill you with suffocation and wow. it is you're essentially wow. you're, you're wow. trying to the body is trying to suffocate you so hey guys you really want that experience I know what you can do or not do. I know what you can not do. Okay. I'll just leave it at that.
0: Yeah. Hey, okay. And I, I think that really makes the point to hopefully our audience that if you are in a, a higher risk category, you don't take this thing lightly. This is this is very serious. You mean like somebody with yeah. gray hair? <laughs> yes. yeah. 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 Oh yeah. If you, if you find yourself at the early bird specials uh, frequently yeah. or, or taking yes. the, the, the bus to the casino to pull the slots, I think yeah. you, you should you should not take this lightly. <laughs> right. You
2: said, not to mention the 30 and 40 year olds that I routinely heard of that were dying. Right there in the the same hospital I was at. I heard more than once, like four or five times, unsolicited, that I was the best patient they had. That could be from a respiratory therapist or a Mm. nurse. And first time I heard it, respiratory therapists had 13 other patients. I was the best patient by far. he He said, you're sitting up talking to me. I said, I got it. Guys, they can't even lift their hands. And they could be 30 years old, 40 years old. What is, what is the number one uh, common denominator with all those patients? Every single one of them was totally unvaccinated. I had one shot of Pfizer I got July 30th. And I don't know. Did that make the difference? I was everybody's best patient. And uh, everybody else, I was the only one with a single dose. Everyone else was zero doses of vaccine. Go take it to the bank. You know, or you, wait a minute, I've got another idea. You can just, uh, don't take that stupid vaccine. It's going to kill you in three or four years anyway. Just like the Manchurian candidate, it's the vaccine version of the Manchurian candidate. And it's going to rear its ugly head and kill off half you know, half the population of the United States. And we all know that. But so don't do it. Instead, take a risk that you uh, may end up 33 days struggling to breathe there. Then how's that sound, <laughs> Bucky?
0: <laughs> well, our, our eagle is screaming again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I screaming. got, I got
2: my voice back. It must be these uh, these handy little throat lozenges. Well,
0: they work.
1: Good. good. Well, keep yes. keep on sucking them, Tim. Keep on sucking
0: them. <laughs> well, we, we got some topics that will definitely get you screaming for the rest of the show as well. <laughs> so, All right. Um, so, you know, apparently, uh, and uh, it, this goes right into our first topic. Uh, uh, so Janet Yellen and Biden apparently think that they have, I guess, the... Uh, you can ignore the Constitution and just look into your bank accounts now for everybody without any kind of a warrant or anything. And so I, I guess, James, we're ready for that first uh, visual here. Um, and so this is uh, uh, essentially uh, this is Janet Yellen. And they want the IRS to be able to look into your bank account and see any transactions over $600. So, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's almost like the Snowden stuff and everything else. You know, I mean, it, oh, don't worry. You know, we, we can. We can look we're not really trying to find anything but hey you know they've got the technology and they are checking out everything you're doing and you know kind of crazy you know by the way is isn't it kind of funny too that you know those uh those early checks that they sent out to everybody would probably put everybody into transactions in their bank account not gonna exactly. <laughs> yes. So, yes. you guys have any thoughts on this i think it's just horrific
1: yeah your, your, um, your, your government at work, you know, and it's, it's very wonderful to see them at work, that they send checks to everybody for $600, and then they're going to say, oh, we just want to see inside the account, you know, the same account that they sent you, sent you that money for $600. But, you know, really and truly, guys, this thing speaks to a larger problem we are having in our society today. And it will lead you to wonder if we are still living in a constitutional republic. Now look at what look at the three things that are going on right now. Number one, they want to look inside your bank account. Number two, they want to tell you, you know what? You should take the vaccine regardless of your condition. You should take the vaccine. Now we can talk about that when when they should take it. That's number two. But they want to mandate it. And number three, just last week we found out that parents who are concerned about their children are now domestic terrorists, according to our Department of Justice, and that whack job who is leading the Department of Justice known as Merrick Garland. So the problem is that our federal government is becoming so large and so powerful that they don't have to be worried about the Constitution anymore. They think they own our bodies, they own our lives, that they could enter it and leave it as they damn well please. But we know once they enter, they never will leave because the violation of our rights means nothing to them. So this is where we are right now. Our society, our citizenship is under siege by our federal government. And we better be very, very careful where we go with all of this.
2: Yeah, that's a good point. Um, the, the previous... Uh, Point at which banks had to had to uh, report on transactions was ten thousand, right?
0: Yes.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Ten thousand. Okay. <clears throat> um. And Tim, if I'm, I could interrupt you, that was when it was ten thousand dollars in cash. It was not ten thousand ah, dollars if it was an electronic transaction. Sorry, but go uh, ahead.
2: Oh no, that's a good point. That's a good point. So now it's six hundred dollars, regardless.
1: You got it. They're going to yes. be.
2: I don't know if they have computers big enough to house all that data, but that's, another, that's their problem. So uh, I'm kind of wondering how chairman of the Federal Reserve gets to, you know, give their... <clears throat> is it the imprimatur? My Catholic uh, upbringing is fading into the distance. Uh, the imprimatur, was that the seal of approval? Uh, I think it was uh, yeah. Catholic seal of approval. Yes. No other Catholics here. Oh, yeah, shame on you. Anyway, so uh,
1: <laughs> I was Catholic, Tim. I was Catholic.
2: Oh, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> Is, uh, well, uh, let me look that word up later uh, on. <laughs> okay. So, uh, oh, fact so check moment. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna blame that on COVID fog. Any time I forget something, it's COVID fog. Okay, <laughs> uh, so. So, um, yeah, Janet Yellen, what has she got to do with uh, the IRS? I mean, I can't figure it out. Banker's Bank, Bank of Last Resort, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Dual mandate. uh, Eccles Building. I mean, I can't figure this whole thing out. What she has to do, what she has to say about about anything. So um, I suppose the IRS could go look into you know, every $10 transaction, I mean, what's the div? I mean, how about 10 bucks? How about 20? You know, I mean, you know, they got all that time on their hands that I mean, they can. So it's not really them, though, it's the banks now. So so here are the banks caught in the middle. <coughs> They've got a report, <coughs> file, and send out <coughs> reports to the IRS for $600 transactions. So is this going to cost? the hapless banking customer uh, when the banks have to do all this extra work uh, and w- what for I mean what what they're 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 so destitute that you know because they spend more than they take in is that is that the problem is that what they're saying
0: well I, I think part of what it is Tim is I think that this is some crazed uh, you know Quest to make sure everybody's paying their fair share, you know, of all of this uh crazy spending that they want to do nowadays. And uh but of <laughs> course uh you know it it does kind of beggar the question when uh if if they're clearly not going after just wealthy people if they want to check $600 transactions. Tell me this thing. Tell me I this mean, thing. You can go to the uh, grocery store by yourself and easily spend 200-300 on one trip to the grocery store. So I mean, oh, yeah. there's a you know, you go to a you know sort of one of those places like a Walmart that has groceries and other stuff you can easily spend you know five six hundred dollars you know yeah. in one transaction so oh, uh, and, sure. and of course your credit card bill every month is is for almost everybody is gonna wind up being over six hundred dollars absolutely yeah I so. can't tell
1: you I can't tell you how many times this year I've been to the grocery Costco in particular and I end up spending three or four hundred dollars how many times this year I've done that with no problem okay yeah. especially Especially since COVID began, you know, but it's it's amazing in that this this invasion of privacy seems to not even bother these people. They think they could just invade our privacy, and it's, it's it should be no big deal. Oh, we have to worry about the taxes that people are not paying. And we have to make sure everybody is paying their fair share. So we, so that means we should invade the privacy of everyone because maybe certain people are not paying this so-called fair share. Think about the madness of this. And these people yeah. think this is okay. And you know what's an eye little irony here? These are the same people who said, you know, we cannot invade women's privacy when it involves killing the unborn child. But they could invade all of our privacies when it involves our bank accounts this is amazing
0: this is truly amazing well it's about free stuff leon and no privacy
1: is too important
0: when it goes to free stuff but yeah james maybe you could pull up the next visual for us because this is what the protection is supposed to be for us on this uh the, the the fourth amendment of the constitution says the right of people to be secure in their persons houses papers and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrant shall issue but upon probable cause, uh, supported by an oath of affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. So that's what's in the Constitution protecting us. And once again, it sounds like with the Biden administration, you know, Constitution uh, uh, seems like we're running short on toilet paper. Can you bring that over here? <laughs> 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 but, uh, but, but anyways, let, let, let's jump to the next story real quick, too. So um, in the next story, uh, this is uh, ties into the uh, Federal Reserve again, and, and I guess Janet Yellen. But um, recently, we've had some of the uh, Congress people calling for uh, uh, a change in the dual mandate. Essentially, people like AOC are asking that it's it's already kind of crazy that we're asking the Federal Reserve to sort of tweak the money supply. To try and do this dual mandate of checking employment and inflation, but now AOC wants the uh, uh, President Biden to reimagine the Federal Reserve uh, <laughs> and uh, to have it focused on eliminating climate risk and advancing. Uh, racial and economic justice. So, I mean, you talk about just playing with the money supply. I mean, they talk about, you know, just a recipe for just lighting it all on fire. I can't think. I mean, well, one, it's already crazy to think you can control two variables with just the one tool of, you know, tweaking the money supply here and there. But then the idea that you can <laughs> control now four variables <laughs> with with just this one lever is, is absolutely insane. You guys have any thoughts on this?
2: Uh, I'll just, this is so ridiculous. Uh, you know, gee, I, I, thought the federal reserve was independent of government. Yeah. That's what they always told us. Right. That's right. Oh, independent. Ooh, yeah. Right. So, you know, what's this nonsense and yeah, you're right. You're not bad enough to have a dual mandate. One that's the accelerator and the other, the brake and the, uh, the, uh, uh, ludicrous, the, these these goals, are all, all, all achievable by the money supply. But, well, these people at least are are all in on on this kind of fiat currency and on the distortions that these things can can render uh, all of them bad to uh, to an economy. Uh, so, <coughs> let's wait and see.
1: <coughs> uh. I mean, you, you, Tim. You know, we don't have to wait and see to know that this is nothing but a disaster in the making. You know, this dump. Well, well, well it's, it's almost like looking at that iceberg. As you go, let's just wait and see what happens when we hit it. How big could yeah. it be? <laughs> you know, how do you take? We have a Federal Reserve, okay. And it's not to say that they're doing a good job anyway. They they have all kind of complications and problems with managing the money supply, with managing inflation. Well, they ain't doing a good job on that one right now, since they started this quantitative easing that they've been doing here for the last five or six years. They've been doing this quantitative easing. Look at the inflation is going on right now. They on on top of this job, this wonderful job they're doing on managing inflation, we're gonna add we're gonna add duties. For, for them to, to, to accomplish. You know what you're going to ask them to do? We're going to reimagine the Federal Reserve so that they could, now they could start dealing with the issues related with climate change. Oh, my God. And then also racial and social justice. Oh, my God. What a wonderful thing for the Federal Reserve to be wondering about. So everywhere we turn around here in our society now, every institution must get into this woke business, this woke damn nonsense, this woke poison. That is what is going on here this woman i almost said it again is nothing but an illiterate where economics is concerned and, and we're talking about we really aoc to
0: say- just to be clear we're talking about uh andrea ocasio-cortez yes,
1: okay. <laughs> yeah. there's a lot <laughs> of crazy people AOC.
0: in this administration
1: <laughs> <laughs> who said who says she has an economics degree who says she has an economics degree from boston from boston college if I was Boston College right now, I would be rescinding that degree right now. I really would be. My God.
2: Well, it hasn't happened yet. So I guess there is hope for maybe they they won't have a quad mandate in the future for the Federal Reserve, <laughs> even if they could do anything about it. Which they can't even do anything about inflation, obviously. That's As true. you pointed out. That's true. <laughs> so, um, you know, what are they going to do for uh, Uh, equality and you
1: know, uh, racial and social, uh, and and economic justice, or whatever the hell it is they they said,
0: yeah. And it begs a question, too. I mean, how does one throw a switch on the money supply to affect social justice? Exactly how does that change? I mean, if you increase the money supply, suddenly. It's a just world I mean, I guess if we if we increase the money supply is it by two percent AOC, then suddenly we can all go home and, and we have social justice. Is that how it works? Or is it if you decrease the money supply by two percent? That's not exactly how. No, I, I don't no know. you
1: see, you see what AOC want, what AOC want, you know, and all these social justice warriors want. Well, we could just print more money and then we could give free money to everybody and everything would be nice and wonderful. That is what they're talking about. I'm sure. Uh,
2: Obviously, I think we need to have better imaginations because we have to reimagine the Federal Reserve, remember. So I'm not sure that we even have the ability to imagine this great Federal Reserve that can do all these wonderful things.
0: I'm
1: not sure. That's a very good point.
0: Well, the whole point is, too, uh, you know, imagine the Federal Reserve uh, handling these problems in the past to begin with. I mean, uh, you know, I, I think it was Milton Friedman who pointed out that the Federal Reserve was in place in uh, when when we had the whole. Uh, Depression. Black, yeah, the Great Depression, Black Monday or Black Friday. I can't remember which it was. But, uh, but <laughs> it was, uh, you know, the, the point where everything collapsed, you had to run on the bla- uh, banks like in. Uh, um, you know, the uh, Jimmy Stewart movie. Uh, it's a, you know it's a wonderful life. It's, it's a wonderful life. Yeah. And you have the you know, classic bank run scene that's uh, from, it's a wonderful it's okay. life. The
2: guy with COVID fog will help you out. He'll
0: <laughs> you know, help me through the fog. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I guess my memory is, uh, uh, you know, maybe I've got a special version of COVID that just attacks the memory. <laughs> 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 but uh, anyways, uh, let's let's jump on to uh, some other insanity uh, in our uh, government. Like and knucklehead our, noise patrol? And this is in our knucklehead noise patrol. And this really just goes down to the insanity that we just heard from AOC on, you know, reimagining the Fed. And so Jen Psaki was uh, at a uh, press conference there at the White House, and they were talking about – taxing businesses and the reporter asked her uh, well you know won't, won't these just be passed along to to the customers because you know anybody who mm-hmm. knows, knows anything about economics knows you raise the prices of production you're gonna have to pass some of those costs on to the, the to the customer i mean there's just you know no way around it really and so mm-hmm. so here was the uh the quote she said there are some who argue that in the past companies have passed these costs to consumers we feel that's unfair and absurd, and the American people would not stand for that. They would not stand for, I guess, having a little bit of education in economics. <laughs> I'm not sure what <laughs> our point is. I mean, I mean if, 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 you, if, if a guy is making donuts and he's on the margin and the government slaps a $1 tax on his donuts – He's going to have to pass that $1 cost along. He doesn't have a, a, a vault that he's swimming around in like Scrooge McDuck at the end of the day, full of money. <laughs> he just, well, oh, darn the, it.
2: <laughs> in, the, in the article and uh, from from past things that I've read about, about at least corporations, they only pass about 31% of those increases onto the customer. Uh, so somewhere around a third. I've, I've seen similar numbers. And uh, so they, <clears throat> they don't even pass it all on. Some of it they absorb, you know. So, so, and if they only pass, you know, one third of every dollar of tax onto the customer, the customer's getting a bargain. And they, the, the company that took two thirds uh, in the shorts ought to be applauded instead of vilified like our, our uh, economic genius here uh, working for the White House. Uh, has, has has espoused
1: there. You know, um, I think I think we should be um, we should be fair to, to Jan Jansaki here, Jason and Tim. We should be fair to her. You know, um, this is a woman who takes advice from her five-year-old about mask policy. Okay, so let's be fair to her. Okay. Her, her brain is not enough developed to understand the nuances involved in running a corporation after it's been taxed by the government. You see, Jan Saki is of the same school of Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter was taking advice about nuclear proliferation from his 12-year-old daughter Amy uh, in 1980. And now we have Jan Saki doing the same thing uh, about taking advice about policy from a from um, a five-year-old. I guess this particular policy she must have also taken from a five-year-old also, because where could you have come up with such stupidity other than taking it from a five-year-old? Obviously. So poor Jan, let's be fair to her. Please, let's be fair to her.
0: Yeah. Well, in, in bottom line is, I mean, it's, it's sort of like a uh balance of mass equation or whatever whatever comes in has to come out and you got to take it from somewhere and it's going to come out of product quality or some other competitive of you course. know aspect of the business it's just not free money that they're you know you, you've got scrooge mcduck's vault and now you have access to it i guess but anyway uh, uh this is uh well, if, I, if
1: uh, I may say just before i run i i saw that study Tim that you referred to as only about 31 or 33 they pass on. I, I don't believe the study because, uh, like Jason said, somewhere that thing has to, uh, to be a cost to the business. That's to be. But we will have to figure that
0: out in the next episode because we're at the end of the show and our uh, editors will be upset if they have to cut too much. So We will see you at the next one. Until then, stay free. Thank you for watching the Knuckleheads of Liberty. Listen each week in Sacramento on Comcast Channel 17 for Knuckleheads of Liberty on Monday at 5.30 p.m. and the Libertarian Counterpoint show on Thursday at 8 p.m. Also on YouTube, Facebook, and podcasts everywhere.